here we are. Where's recording again for coffee yes, pods. coffee pods, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, today we are looking at our series of uh, overcoming. So okay. last time we were together, which feels like ages ago, we looked at this series. Mm. Um, we were looking at overcoming doubt, and that was focusing on possibly living too much in the present, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Doubts that we may face. But today we're looking together at um, overcoming fear, such a big topic, this one. Um, mm. And that could really be uh, living too much in to the future, you know, yeah. worrying about your future or, or what's to come and things like that. Um, and so let's just pull this apart a little bit as we look at overcoming fears. What's the deal with fear? Is it a bad thing to fear? Isn't it? I mean, um, fear in, in itself isn't isn't necessarily um, a bad thing every time. So, for instance, we are likely to uh, teach our children appropriate levels of caution or fear. You know, don't walk too close to a cliff edge or deep water or the, the cooker or the kettle. Don't touch it. And in a sense, fear has that element of being a little bit protective uh, for us. Um, and and so, you know, we, we talk a little bit about the fear of the Lord, something that is good and, and protective for us. But I guess when we talk about overcoming our fears, it tends to be the situations, the things, the people that we feel powerless before, um, that we lose choice and liberty and freedom. Yeah. And so, in a sense, um, the, the fear that's protective that's a good thing for us um but actually there is a fear that sort of dominates and paralyzes us yeah. um that sort of leaves us without that sense of freedom and and of course you know you can see that throughout history so it's it's those sort of things that we had in mind yeah it'd be interesting wouldn't it to if you ask the question when when you hear the word fear what do you think? Because there's oh, yeah. there's all sorts of, as you've just brought out really quickly, there's all sorts of associations with the word fear. Yeah, there are. And of course, for most of us, you know, it's negative. And, and at times it can be trivial, like fear of spiders and stuff. But I mean, if you're afraid of spiders, it can really, you know. I was going to say, it might not be trivial. <laughs> it might not be trivial, you know. I saw a great picture of, a, of, a, of an elephant that was actually terrified of a mouse you know, and the more the mouse advanced, the elephant sort of backed away Aww. sort of thing. You thought, isn't it funny that fear isn't any relation to size? Yeah. Because the size of the problem doesn't necessarily make it more fearful for us. Yeah. Can do, but actually not necessarily. So I think in that sense, one of the things we tended to think about was the things that overwhelm us to the state of being terrified and powerless and paralyzed if you like yeah yeah um, so so it'd be interesting that you know we maybe do that say to people when you hear the word fear what do you think about yeah interesting mm. um, well let's take it to the bible <laughs> yeah okay might as well. <laughs> there has to be many biblical examples of fear hasn't there can you just uh, bring out some that would be helpful yeah i mean it, it really is isn't it? i mean there there, there are moments when um, people are afraid and funnily enough there are moments when people should be afraid but aren't you yeah. know and you yeah. think oh it's really really interesting so take um take the story of um david and goliath 
Um, uh, okay, you know, I, I've met a man who is seven feet eight tall, and and you know, but Goliath was nine feet and a bit, you know. <laughs> so this is like don't even come into the average house. You, you're not, you're not. It, I mean, that big, you know, and. And of course, it says that the way the story is set up, the armies encamp on you know either side of a valley, and the challenge is given to Israel. And it says of all of the all of the soldiers that were there, it, it, the story starts with the phrase, and they and they were afraid. Mm. Okay, and of course, the idea is that one of them is going to have to go out and fight this this giant. You yeah. know? And of course, everybody's thinking, OK, I'm five foot three. Um, you know, I don't even reach up to his knees type of thing. You don't understand what I mean. And everybody's afraid. Now, of course, the interesting thing is if they all charged him at once. OK, it would have been a completely different story, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, OK, you might have got some of them, but actually not all of them, you know, and yeah. whatever. Because that never occurs to them either. But of course, as the story develops and this thing keeps going on and as time accentuates the story, the text is really clear. It says they went from fear to great fear. Mm, wow. And so the, the longer it goes on, you know, the worse it gets. Mm. And that's true of our fears, isn't it? You know, the longer that you um, allow the thing to reside in your life, the more um, hold it has upon you. Of course, in the same story, there's David. And, I, you know, I don't know whether he's afraid or not, but he doesn't appear to be. Because his words are, yeah, okay, you've come at me with a, you know, a spear that I couldn't probably lift up or whatever, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. So there's a, here's a moment when somebody should be afraid, but isn't because of something else. Daniel in the lion's den, yeah, you know, should be afraid. But he says, God's going to cover this, you know. And so there's those two sort of perspectives. Um, the Psalms are full of yeah. people, you know, people afraid. I mean, you could pick any Psalm. I mean, you yeah. know pick one uh that has something in on, on it and you're you understand the human condition uh psalm 42 you know i bless the lord at all times it says i sought the lord he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears and so you know whether that's removing the source of fear or actually removing the fear of the source you know <laughs> both of those things would apply mm. so um but then you go through is Israel is afraid. Um, you know, the church is afraid before Pentecost. They're hiding for fear of the Jews yeah. uh, and fear of Rome, apart from anything else as well. Um, you know, and so there are clearly stories where something gets hold of us in a way. So interesting. I, and I'm wondering, like, this is a big question, but would Jesus have feared um not necessarily like so I, I truly believe that Jesus especially during like Passion Week he knew the father's plans yeah but like would he have as a human feared the people you know coming and, and, and torturing him and you know just doing whatever they would with him would he have feared that or it's a great question isn't it um one of the things that we do is uh, in fear is we can, uh, psychologists call it catastrophize. We can, you know, uh, my mother used to call it making a mountain out of a molehill sort of thing. <laughs> we can suddenly take something that's happening 
and we can let it mushroom and get bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that we expect the worst and then yeah. some, you know. Yeah. And I, I've known people who, even in simple um, family gatherings, are terrified because they've, a bit like a chess game, they've worked out every possible thing that's going to go wrong and every argument that could happen and every, yeah. and yeah. suddenly this is a huge thing. And, and it's understandable when it's something like surgery in hospital and stuff like that. And people can, you know, make the whole thing huge. So the question is, did Jesus feel afraid? Well, I mean, the scripture is very clear that he felt and experienced everything that we do. Yeah. Um, and it adds yet without sin. And, and in a sense, um, to fear is to, to experience fear is is not the wrong thing the thing is what happens to you in that moment when it's there right and that's when and that's when we choose do i embrace this or do i turn to god and say actually but god you're much bigger yeah yeah so did jesus know the experience of fear i would probably say yes um was he terrified by it I probably I couldn't answer that question because he was also conscious, perhaps more quickly than we are, mm. of the Father's presence and the Father's love. Mm. But you have to take Gethsemane. Lord, yeah. do I really have to do this? Yeah. N- knowing what's going to come over a period of six or eight hours, you know, over two days, do yeah. I really have to do this? And the anticipation of it is often part of the fear deal yeah where we can you know we we understand that um it's a great phrase as woody allen says uh, i don't mind dying i just don't want to be there when it happens and <laughs> and and you know and so you know there are things when we have the understanding of what might come but of course projecting it and working out so yeah i think jesus understood what it is when we're afraid but mm-hmm. i think he also then turned into the father perhaps more quickly than i would yeah and, I can do you know yeah and get that um but i i think i think the difficulty that you brought out the great question lisa is is what do we do in that moment that's the key because mm-hmm. mm. you've mentioned and you said this also with the doubt it's it's not having the doubt or having the fear that's the issue it's what it does to us mm. Mm. um and i suppose that's yeah because like i mean you mentioned that you could catastrophize it or mm. it could just completely overwhelm your life and obviously that's not good for your well-being no it isn't and and i at the risk of sounding christian and trite um the thing that has helped me the most was given to me by the guy who uh, mentored me a guy called kemagrevy and uh, he said this he said that we overcome fear when the fear of the lord is the presiding fear of our life. Wow. Let me work that back. We overcome fear when the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom and is good and righteous, when the fear of the Lord becomes the main fear, the presiding fear of our life. So if you work that back to the conversation we just had about Jesus, yes, he could fear the crowds and, the, and and all the stuff from whatever and but actually the fear of the lord that healthy respect reverence honoring living in alignment with god that was the presiding fear of his life mm. 
And therefore, that was a bigger thing than the little things. Peter talks about the, these light and momentary troubles. And at the time, there were some fairly serious persecutions <laughs> going on. Yeah. But he says, compared to, to the Father's love, that's yeah. a little thing compared to this. And I think perhaps in the moment, in in, in, in the Garden of, of Eden with Adam and Eve, and I wasn't there, so I can't tell you how it happened, but, you know, the thing that got overwhelmed was their fear of the Lord. Yeah. And so suddenly they started to come under the fear of other things. So I, I guess in the end, in our fears, I'm asking myself the question, am I loved by God? Does he have my best interests both at heart and in his hands? And whatever happens, is he going to be with me? Yeah. and and in in the end and and i i preached on sunday brought a phrase out by a guy called winky prattney great name that isn't it yeah and and he said do you know what the essence of christianity is cool. god is god and you are not <laughs> yeah that's it and actually i find that i become more afraid when i think that i'm god and i'm in charge of it all yeah oh yes when actually I know I'm loved, I know he has my best interest at heart and in his hands, and I know he's going to be with me, whatever. I think that's a lovely thing, you know, um, if you can just remind yourself of that, like you do, um, mm. or, or even if you need something a little bit more to the point, like God is God and I am not. You, yeah. It's helpful to just in those moments, just change your mind frame and, and say something, even out yeah. loud like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I got a funny story. I, I used that phrase in a, in a sermon just recently. And I said, just turn to the person next to you and just say, God is God and you are not. And I watched a wife turn to a husband and she really meant it. <laughs> <laughs> She's wanted to say it for some years. Yes. <laughs> and somebody gave her permission. But I think that's the thing. If you can remind yourself, um, because fear distorts our view of reality. Yeah. And if I can refresh my view of reality i'm loved by god he has my best interest in his heart and in his hands and he's going to be with me whatever love it thank you what a lovely way to bring it to a close yeah. cool yeah. so um we will be back next month and we're gonna make sure i get this right we're going to be looking at overcoming shame aren't yeah. we and that's about living too much um in the past shame and guilt and yeah. um i think we'll also have another podcast looking at the topic actually of healing in passion week if we've got yes right yes um so yeah we're looking forward to that one as well but thank you wes and right. thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you soon bye-bye yeah bye